2: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast.
3: All right, good morning. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home in a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Our guy, Ross Tucker, NFL analyst extraordinaire former NFL player, host of not one but two excellent podcasts. There is the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. You can check it out. There's a lot of ways to get it, but the easiest way is on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL. Just go there, get all the info, and an excellent betting podcast, even money that he's also behind. Mr. Tucker, good morning, buddy. What's going on? Bill, good morning. Uh,
4: The NFL's going on, man. That that was a wild Sunday. It feels (laughs) like it always is.
3: Yeah, what is, I don't even know where to start. So I'll just jump right in. What um to what I know it's week one. I know the Packers last year got beaten substantially in an embarrassing fashion by the Saints, and we're we're obviously fine. What is the the level of concern you would have if you were in Green Bay, Wisconsin, right now, based on that game?
4: Um, you know, one to ten, maybe like a six or a seven. I would say with 10 being very concerned, I'll tell you why I would be decently concerned. Defensively, you go into that game, you want to start, stop Justin Jefferson. They weren't able to do it. And then offensively, the concerns that you had regarding the receivers and the O line kind of came to roost. I think you feel better about the fact that Elton Jenkins and Bakhtiari didn't play. And you probably convince yourself that when those guys come back and with the young receivers, it'll all be fine. This is what happened last year. But there's there's no way of knowing for sure, like, when those guys come back, if they'll stay healthy, if they'll be able to play at the same level. Yeah, I still believe that Bakhtiari will be out there playing at a high level when I see it. I mean, he's been away a long time, though. So.
3: Ross, we, I haven't talked at all about the actual team that, that won that game, I, I tend to be in the, the doubter category for Kirk Cousins. Are you would you sell me, would one of your podcasts sell me on the notion of in any to any degree buying into either Cousins or, or the Vikings this year?
4: Yeah, for sure. For a couple of different reasons. Um, I I, mean, I think they're gonna be a playoff team. And I'd almost be surprised if they're not. You know, they just they just have too many weapons. I mean, Jefferson's trying to be the best receiver in the league. You've got Thielen, who's outstanding. And I've never quite understood the the Cousins. I don't know if hate is the right word. That might be too strong. But he's a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. He's always been a top 15 quarterback in the NFL. It's interesting, you know, because we all get to see Josh Allen and Mahomes and some of these guys, if you're, if Kirk cousins is your standard, you're always going to want somebody better, but then you actually look at it and he's better than a lot of the guys, the team to trotting out there. I mean, think about Geno Smith starting tonight, Trubisky yesterday, uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, you go down the line, he's better than a lot of the guys out there. And I think, their defense is clearly better than it was last year. And so you got a pretty good offense with a better defense. I think the Vikings have a great chance to get one of those wild card spots in the NFC. And, and it would not shock me if they were battling with the Packers at the end,
3: maybe even win the division. We're talking to Ross Tucker here on the show, Ross, it, it's human nature to be interested in, in new things and to like the shiny new thing. I'm fascinated by what Tua can do with Tyree Hill and some of the. The the guys they brought in there. There's some new additions to the Chargers. Obviously, Devontae Adams to the Raiders. Just go down the list. The NFL is incredible about storylines. There's a lot to be excited about. But the Chiefs have won their division four straight years. They've made the AFC Championship game four straight years. And it just feels to me, and maybe I'm wrong, just feels like they've been a little under the, the radar after that performance last night. And just everything we've seen from that team, even with no Tyree Kill, Does it strike you as possible the Chiefs could, again, be the best team in the AFC
4: and maybe one of the best teams in the NFL? Absolutely. I mean, every Tuesday I do power rankings for the Ross Tucker football podcast. I had them second to start the season. I mean, I had them right behind the Buffalo Bills. I didn't drop them very much because the loss to Tyreek Hill. actually probably just had more to do with the Bills and the addition of Von Miller. But I I think the Chiefs are right there. I mean, to me, right now, and I know it's early, but it kind of feels like they might clearly be the two best teams, right? You know, it it seems like AFC or the Ravens might be pretty good. The other AFC West, maybe the Chargers are pretty good. But if you're asking me on September 12th, if I had to put a dollar on two teams to win the Super Bowl, it would be the Bills and the Chiefs. Ross, what is your
3: confidence level in in Kyler Murray being able to recreate some of the performances individually and, and the team performances that followed the first half of last year, now that the that gentleman is obviously very handsomely paid?
4: Yeah, no, I, I, I think the Cardinals are in major trouble. Um, obviously, they, they couldn't get a stop to save their life. The old line's not very good. Kyler Murray is a pet peeve of mine. You see, Bill, where he threw the ball away on a fourth down? Yeah. It's a a fourth down at midfield. You don't throw the ball. Throw it up to somebody. I mean, even interceptions better than throwing it away at that point. give your guy a chance or maybe pass interference. Little things like that. I'm sure some people would probably say that I make too much of them. But I guess I feel like little um, football IQ things are – are really, really important because it's a deeper look into whether or not the guy really gets it and has a command of what he's trying to accomplish. You know, I thought Jalen Hurts, I don't know that he was outstanding yesterday, but he was really good at sliding when he had to slide. I think Jalen Hurts at least three times, Bill, Threw the ball away. He was right near the sideline. He was trying to get the edge as a runner. It wasn't going to work. He going to lose a couple yards. And he just, like, option pitched the ball forward out of bounds to not lose any yardage. Like, Jalen Hurts, he's a coach's kid, and he looks to me like he's got it. Like, he, he just understands. And I'm not sure Kyler Murray does.
3: I'm glad you brought that play up because I saw it, and I had what I thought was a stupid question in my brain. And I'm just going to ask you, in case any of the listeners did, In a moment like that, where it is, as you said, it's fourth down, there's nothing to lose, there's no reason to throw the ball to balance, just chuck it down the field, is that most likely because a guy isn't focused or a guy is just protecting his box score?
4: Great question. Could go either way. I'm going to say it's like 50-50. There are guys that have a reputation for protecting their box score. And then there are guys that I think really just don't understand the situation or the moment. And they thought, oh, I'm about to get sacked. I got to throw the ball away. You know, based on – and it's funny because even though they removed it or they said they were going to remove it, it's something that we'll always think about now, Bill. Based on the Cardinals inserting that clause into Kyler's contract – it would seem to me that it's not a selfishness thing. It's a guy that just needs to be a little bit more understanding of game situations.
3: Ross Tucker, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to make a really bad joke about it if you uh, if you hadn't, talking to Ross Tucker here on, on CBS Sports Radio. We've seen one game of Baker Mayfield with the Panthers. It was a tale of two different quarterbacks. Uh, he was impressive in the fourth quarter. Obviously, they lost to the Browns. Best guess, what do you think we'll see from Carolina and, and Baker this season, Ross?
4: Six to seven wins, maybe, and Matt Rule gets fired. I think they'll be competitive. I think they'll be in games. I just don't think they have enough horses. You know, I mean, Baker is sort of um, consistently inconsistent, and he was in that game yesterday. So he's probably about a 500 quarterback. If you have a really good team around him, he's a little bit better than that. If you don't have as good of a team, he's a little bit worse than that. I don't think they have a great team around him. Uh, I mean, they have some pretty good skill, but Iquano at left tackle, uh, you know, he was a high pick. I like his style of play, but he was getting abused at times by Miles Garrett, which part of that's on the coaching. Like, don't let him get in those one-on-one situations. And defensively, I think they're just okay. So, I think they win six or seven games. I think the owner is an impatient hedge fund guy, and I think he fires Matt Rule, I think they move on from Baker after this year, and I think it ends up being sort of like a total rebuild situation in Carolina where they have a new head coach and they're trying to draft a new quarterback.
3: All right, Ross, here's my asterisk for for, for this Patriots question that's coming your way. One, it's week one. Two, they're trying to figure out how the offense is going to work with a unique coordinator situation. Three, they tend to always struggle, for what, even when they had Tom Brady, at the Dolphins, and four, Bill Belichick, at least if you watch the postgame press conference, would have you believe that that 20-7 loss doesn't tell the tale that it really came down to a couple plays. All of that said, to what degree do you think it's possible the Patriots are just a bad football team this year?
4: Yeah, I don't think they're a bad team. I guess it depends on how you define it. I'd be surprised if they don't win like eight games, seven or eight games, but that's probably about the max. I mean, look at their roster build. It's not very good. And you're right. It is only one game. And they have a history of going, like, 2-2 two and two in September, and then all of a sudden they rattle off, like, you know, eight wins in a row or go 9-1 or something crazy. I don't see that happening. And it also seems to me like, I don't know, man. It, it it just seems to me like everything we thought was going to happen based on the preseason is happening. Now you've got Mac Jones, his back speed up. It just kind of feels like they've lost their mojo a little bit. And that was my biggest concern with when they moved on from Brady is just the psychology that having him on a team brings versus not having him on a team, I think they're in trouble.
3: Uh, Ross, I, I'm a Cubs fan, so it's the lovable loser in me that just gravitates to these teams. But I like Dan Campbell, and and I'm interested in, in watching the Lions try to compete this year. Hard Knocks thought was interesting. You, um, you called Eagles games in the preseason. I'm assuming you kept a pretty good eye on, on that game. Do you see a scenario where the Lions can be – not great but surprising is there enough heart in that team is there enough talent on that roster for Detroit to be one of the surprises of the NFL season
4: so I'm getting worried Bill that you're never going to have me on again because I'm about to tell you the third straight team you asked me about in a row I think probably wins like six seven maybe I like
3: (laughs) I like the honesty I'm too much of an optimist bring bring all the heat I want
4: it no you know what's funny though um I get, you know, they only won three games last year. So, if the Lions win six or seven, it's a huge improvement. I know people, nobody gets, like, excited about six or seven wins. You know what I mean? Nobody's like, oh, that's awesome. We won six. But if you're the Lions and you're trying to build something and you know you're not quite there yet, to get double-digit wins, and, I mean, sorry, to, to double up your wins from the year before, to feel like you're making progress, to have some stars emerge like DeAndre Swift, who was awesome yesterday, Amon Ross St. Brown, Aiden Hutchinson, Hawkinson. You know, you look and you're like, okay, you know, they've got some guys to build around. They got some guys that, that, that are going to be foundational pieces. And now they just got to get this position and that position. Maybe the next year we're going to the playoffs.
3: Ross Tucker on the show. Ross, before we let you go, I'm told that you have a funny wedding story from the weekend. And I got to tell you, I used to love going to weddings. And then when COVID came to an end, I think I was invited to 51 weddings and I have wedding PTSD.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can totally see that. Um, So I haven't been to a wedding in a while. And um, my cousin just happened to get married in Easton, Pennsylvania, on Saturday, which is exactly Bill halfway between where the Army game I called for CBS Sports Network and my house, she did not do this because of me, Bill. But <laughs> I was able to drive home. It was like a mile off the exit, and I stopped in right when cocktail hour was getting started. I missed <laughs> the ceremony. Perfect. I got there right for cocktail hour. It was. It was like if she designed the whole wedding for me, um, I would I would have believed it based on the schedule. Now it's still very risky to get married during football season. Nobody should ever do that. So if you're one of those people that did that, or you allowed your wife to convince you to do that, it's your anniversary time. So get her a story now from myfrontpagestory.com because nobody really knows what to get their wife. For an anniversary so hit it up myfrontpagestory.com and maybe even give it as a wedding gift
3: like i did i love it ross tucker as always buddy uh love having you on the show what a great start to the nfo weekend looking forward to getting more insight from you as uh, as the season unfolds
4: sounds great thank you bill
3: thank you buddy ross tucker on the show diesel let me give um let me give you a pro tip i'm gonna give tom de celestino the executive producer of the show, a a pro tip. I'm going to give a little life cheat code for everybody listening because Ross just hit on this. Here's what you'll learn unless you're in the wedding. I've been in a lot of weddings, dude. I've been in, I think I've been in something like 15 weddings. People that love me, stop asking me to be in your weddings. People that don't love me but are marrying people that really love me, you don't have to invite me either. But if you're not in the wedding... They will never notice if you're not at the church or the ceremony or the outdoor thing or temple. They'll never see it, D-Cell. Don't go. Sleep in. Show up late. Hang out. See the city. Go to the zoo. Catch a ball game. And then get there early-ish for the uh, party at the end of the night and walk up to the bride and groom. Because they're barely going to remember anything. And be like, oh, hey, what a great wedding! You were so beautiful, and Stevie, nice. you didn't faint. That's it. They don't want to talk to you. They want to get to every person and shake some hands and cry and throw some flowers and drink. That's the move. You don't have to even go to weddings. You don't have to sit through the whole thing.
5: All right, I'm going to let you in on a little secret Hill here, Bill, and thankfully my wife is not listening. She okay. has okay. two lists after our wedding that she made. One, the gifts that we got from everyone who attended. Okay. The second list Everyone who was not at the ceremony that no. showed up to the reception. No, I kid she you does not. not. I kid you not.
3: Who's on the list? There
5: are a lot of people, actually, because I had no idea. If you were at the reception, I just How does she have an idea? She made a point of knowing, because every wedding we've gone no. to as a couple, we go to the ceremony. Was there a guest book that she cross-checked?
3: Like a sign-in? Because I'll go to those weddings and not sign in. I'll just forget to sign the stupid...
5: Guest book. There had to be something. Either that or she was not locked in on me, the groom, at the wedding. She was more concerned about everybody else. But, uh, yeah, there are two lists. You're sure she's not listening, right? Because I'm going to make a statement. I really hope she's not listening. She sounds wonderful. <laughs> I can't wait
3: to meet her. And I'm going to say something that's true about me, so it's not a crit. She sounds vindictive, bro. You, like I am. you got to stay on her good side, man. Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad I wasn't invited to that wedding. I would have been on the list, on the wrong list. Whatever. Don't, Folks, don't listen to D-Cell. You don't need to go to the ceremony. 855-2124-CBS. Uh, we have a robust, crowded, sports-fueled by yourself. It's headlines from sports we haven't been able to get to, like Alabama, Texas, like Carlos Alcaraz, like some other NFL news, and a take on each one when we come back here on CBS Sports Radio.
1: You're listening to the "Writer Than You" podcast. All right, welcome in. Buckle up. We're gonna have the longest
3: segment in "Writer Than You" history because we've got a lot to get to. in buy or and bogus. I don't know if you just heard this, but I was saying after talking to Ross Tucker that the key move at a wedding is not to go to the actual ceremony to show up for the thing after the ceremony, which is pretty exciting. You know, a little cheat code for life. And D Cell let us know that his wife made a list after their wedding of who went to the didn't go to the ceremony but
0: did show up for the reception. This is not a good admission to make on the precipice of, I don't know, a 10, 11, 12 question by herself. I'm ju- I agree. But I'm going to say
3: that Lori was listening, and this is what she hit me up with. She wants to know... This was my thought, but she articulated it better as someone who planned our wedding. She said that people come in late to the wedding, people sit in the back, people get blocked by big hats, people, I mentioned this for myself, forget to sign into the guest book. Did your wife have someone making a list, or was there security footage? Otherwise, how does she know that she didn't create a, an enemies list, in effect, where there's actual allies on there?
5: Uh, unlike Brian Kelly, I think it was okay to be late. Uh, I think if she saw your face, you did not— get written on the list.
3: But what if she missed it? She's in her wedding. Did I, you invite four? Wait, hold on. I, I could be wrong. Did you guys have a four-person wedding, like four guests at the wedding?
5: No, slightly more than four.
3: How many people came to the wedding?
5: Uh, I think so. Everyone but me. Uh, <laughs> I think it was around 130. She
0: can't memorize it. Dude, she can't. she can't. She can't. No, but let's just let's give him here for a second, Bill, forgiveness because— if this is the life he's living, the atmosphere he's living in, then I want to forgive almost all of his faux pas and shortcomings. If you get
5: invited to a wedding, you should show up to the ceremony.
0: Well, A,
3: maybe, but B, maybe maybe people on that list did show up to the ceremony. There's no way she knows. Um, yeah. It's good timing because cell is frantically pointing at his wrist, which means he's either got an itch there or he's worried. This is a great topic, though. I see what you're trying to do. We can go long. The world is our oyster. Don't write. Or cut a
0: question, DC. Yeah, I mean, manifestos.
3: Write shorter. Alabama beat Texas by one. Barcel. That's it. No, I'm just kidding. Right, let's get it.
1: What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You.
3: I've never got the wrist-pointing pre-segment. You are so excited about Buy or Sell. I'll let you
5: do it. I'm sorry. No
3: more time wasting.
5: On Friday, we discussed how Lamar Jackson turned down the Baltimore Ravens' offer on his self-imposed deadline. Yet over the weekend, multiple reports surfaced that Baltimore's offer was for $250 million, 133 of which was guaranteed at signing. Now, that's more guaranteed money than both Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson got this offseason. Yet, reportedly, Jackson wants the entirety of the contract guaranteed, like Deshaun Watson got from the Cleveland Browns. Buy or sell the Ravens holding firm thus far with Lamar Jackson. I'm going to buy, and buy. I actually had
3: this thought with Kyler Murray. I... I know there's a counter-argument, Bogish, that you have to pay. You're basically held hostage by a good quarterback who can be exceptional or a great quarterback who hasn't proven they can be exceptional in the playoffs. But I don't know, man. They've got him this year. They can franchise tag him next year, and they can transition tag him the year after. It's not like the Ravens lose him at the end of the season.
0: Right, which is also to why it should be easier to get to a number that they can agree on because the math is basically done for them for the next two years. It like ballparks a 110 million guaranteed for the yep. next two years because franchise tag next year should be about 45, 46. And then the second time you use it, there's an automatic increase, like a 10% surcharge. So that goes up over 50 or right around 50. So like they know, they know what the starting point is. So I, I just, Deshaun Watson messed this all up and he's and he's basically ruining everything right now.
3: I mean, to their advantage though, like you have to be a little callous, right? The only difference is it's guaranteed if they uh, if they choose to utilize those tags, but it gives them an out if he has a catastrophic injury in a season, right? You can just be like, "Oh, whoa, wow, we're not going to if something goes really badly, you do you are you're actually a little protected in the short
0: term." Right. I mean, it behooves him to sign at this it point, does. and he knows again, he knows 95, 100 million dollars. He knows What's the worst-case scenario for him? So there's really not that much more room and more dollars to agree on.
3: There's a um, Diesel has a secret list, but he doesn't know that he shared it with me on Google Docs. He doesn't know how those work. It's career mistakes list, and uh, he's got Lamar 1 and me 2 for going too long in segments.
5: He may have just moved up. Let's get to some college football oh. here. Saturday's 45-42 loss. To Georgia Southern at home proved to be Scott Frost's last game as head coach of the Cornhuskers as he was fired yesterday. Now Frost finished 16 and 31 in four plus seasons in Lincoln. Now get this, Bill Frost will collect the full $15 million buyout because remember his contract was restructured last last offseason. However, Nebraska could have saved themselves seven and a half million dollars. Had they waited to let go of Frost until October first? Buyers sell. That Nebraska should have waited. Fire, Scott Frost.
3: It is crazy that he gets seven and a half million dollars to be fired three weeks early. The question is, should they have waited? Sell.
1: Sell. Bogey, I don't know where you come
3: down on this, but you're the only—you're the last person to have gone to a game there. <laughs> I've also uh, last year against Fordham. Yeah. Is that right? That's true. Yeah.
0: I, one of their three wins last year he turned out to be a bad coach yeah he's a bad coach and I'm sure there are things that are not his fault there are things about the system the setup the expectations there's you know the program's not perfect but this was this was a disaster and yeah. it's not even like oh we didn't meet the highest of expectations they're a joke
3: they're, they're, they're a joke yeah they' and I've said this and I hope I'm wrong because I used to hate them so much because I'm from Iowa. And I, my family's from Nebraska, Wisconsin, Iowa. I'm not sure there's a way back. I, I This isn't Alabama where you have a little bit of a few down years and Nick Saban come in, you're in the heart of the SEC. That is not an easy place to recruit talent to. There's not a pool of talent in Nebraska. It's going to be I don't know, guys. I, I, I think Nebraska football's in for a, a long, possibly dark stretch.
5: All right, in addition to Georgia Southern's win over Nebraska, the Sun Belt Conference had two other major upsets on Saturday. Marshall walked into South Bend and handed number eight Notre Dame, a 26-21 loss. Irish head coach Marcus Freeman became Notre Dame's first head coach, to lose his first three games dating back to last season's bowl game. Then there was Ab State beating Jimbo Fisher and the number six Texas A&M Aggies in College Station, Texas A&M managed just 186 yards of total offense. Buy or sell that Texas A&M's loss is more surprising than Notre Dame's loss. I'll buy. I, um...
3: Buy. I actually thought of this last week, Bogey, and I meant to ask you, and you, D-Cell, does Marcus Freeman make it through the year? It was something I was thinking about last week. Week,
5: it's tough to learn on the fly at Notre Dame. There's such high expectations, and whether those are justified or not, I mean, you gotta beat Marshall. You gotta beat Marshall, and they played well Talent against wise. Ohio State. They did play they well, they did, yeah. I don't know, it's good. It would that was ugly.
0: The one thing I'll say in his defense is, I, I wouldn't hold the bowl loss against him, so to me, he's really he's officially. 0-2 is Notre Dame's head coach. Uh, I know people didn't up and leave off that roster last year, but that still is a weird thing to hold against him. He's 0-2, and he's really 0-1 because the Marshall game, like you guys said, it's just inexcusable. You've got to be able to regroup after however Ohio State goes. You focused all summer on that game. You have to know a letdown's possible, and you got to fight through it. And he didn't, and they didn't, and it's on all of them. So not a good start, but I still I think he's going to be okay.
3: So you're saying he didn't marshal the team?
0: He did not marshal the team correctly. No. Nor will he be a No, I can't oh, that wasn't so. oh it feels so good to try word puns. No, it does because then remember that I'm not you. No, nobody is. Thank right. God for that. I don't want to be reminded of my, of my limitations and my shortcomings. You have no limitations. That's
3: All right, it. let's they make D
5: like me. It. Let's keep it in college football <laughs> you here. While Alabama was on upset alert all day in Austin, the Crimson Tide managed to squeak out a 20-19 win. The Longhorns stayed in it despite losing starting quarterback Quinn Ewers to a shoulder sprain. He's expected to miss the next four to six weeks. Buy or sell Texas keeping it close against Alabama is more significant than being without their starting quarterback for the foreseeable future.
3: Oh, man. I'll buy, and here's why. Buy. Texas is one of those programs. Guys, how long has Texas been lackluster? Since Mack went away? I mean, it's been a long, long streak of of drudgery. But we all know the the talent that's in Texas. And if you can just get some momentum and some belief, there's so much talent to tap into in a recruiting sense. I I think going toe-to-toe against Alabama shows something about the roster, about the team, about the coaching staff, about where they're at. I think it's a big deal. Do we all agree Alabama's going to probably win the national championship and certainly be in the college football playoff? I think we're all on that page, right? No one's selling Alabama.
5: Not to make the playoff. I don't know if I have them winning it yet, but they're certainly in there. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't say probably. You would say certainly making the college football playoff. I would be stunned if they were not in the top four. But getting to the title game and winning it are different questions.
3: Yeah, but when you if you're if you're saving, you get in. I don't even know what the numbers are, but my guess is it's something probably what like a sixty-five percent rate of making the championship game, and he probably wins forty percent of them.
5: Yeah, that 50. sounds about right. Yeah. All right, let's get to some baseball here. One of your favorite uh, players, 40, sell, Boo, forty-two-year-old Albert Pujols, continues to crush baseballs down the stretch of the regular season. Now on Saturday, Pujols tied Alex Rodriguez on the all-time home run list, hitting number six ninety-six. And then yesterday, he took sole possession of fourth place, hitting 697. Now, the Cardinals have 21 games remaining, and they hold an eight-game lead in the NL Central. That bad boy is pretty much all but over. Fire sell that the Cardinals need to play Albert Pujols every game until he hits number 700. I, the
3: context of this, if you're listening, is that I was mad that Pujols was an honorary all-star, and Bogus was mad at me. And I was like, "You're wrong and dumb," and I was wrong and dumb. Got it. Understand. Context applied. Thank you, D Cell, for that. Yes, Bye. bye. Albert Allstar hold, Blah blah blah. Should be in there. What he's doing is incredible. It's incredible. He's 89 years old. It's amazing.
0: He might be 89. Thank you for for acknowledging your mistake. We can't. We all can't be perfect. We all can't be. You know. Yep. Pun central, and you missed on pool holes, so it is what it is. And he and I will gleefully celebrate number seven hundred shortly. Look, it was
3: a, it was a design error. It's like a pool with holes. Bye. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I like that one. Wow.
0: <laughs> you didn't like that one? I, I think no. That's almost next level. Thank you. Like a pool with, I mean, that was that was. I don't know, that was like that was like graduate degree level pun. Yeah. I gotta pull up the
3: PhD stuff when I ha- when when I'm dealing with. Whoa, is an all-star? Fast forward, he's hitting 58 homers since then, or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is.
5: All right, oh. on Saturday, in addition to college football, it was the fight that our very own Andrew Bogus had been anticipating for months: Le'Veon <gasps> Bell versus Adrian Peterson. The former <sighs> running back fight ended with Bell's TKO of Peterson in the fifth round. Buy or sell? Watching more former NFL stars in boxing matches.
3: Did anyone watch the match? I didn't, unfortunately. Bogus, take your fingers out of your ears. Lean into it. Enjoy it.
0: Turn your microphone I, on. I refuse to process this fight in any possible <laughs> way. So he fla- knocked him out. Flash a light or wave at me when you're done. Thanks, bye. He rung his bell.
5: Bye. Thank you. That's a good one. That might. Damn, be I good. heard
0: that one. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> What's the, I mean I
3: didn't even watch it but by I want them to happen cuz they make me laugh. I bye. just I forgot it was happening. I read the outcome this morning and it just made me smile. I just I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, also look, I don't want to get into this too much but 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 you can make an argument that 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 Adrian Peterson getting knocked out in a sporting event, you know, is um is cool.
0: You can make I'm, that argument. Yes.
3: Yeah, I mean,
5: I'd make that argument.
3: Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, it yeah, I'm into it. I'm totally into it.
5: All right, let's get to some hoops here. There's more? There's more. There's plenty more. There's another celebrity fight. The Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame enshrinement was on Saturday with 13 people being inducted. The headliners were Tim Hardaway Sr., Manu Ginobili, and Swin Cash of the WNBA. My question to you, Bill, buy or sell that Manu Ginobili was a better NBA player than Tim Hardaway Sr.?
3: Can I extend that to basketball? Can I change it to basketball? Can I include international?
5: Go for it, yeah. (sighs) I'll buy. Buy. You you look... um, You're in deep thought over there, Bogus. Yeah, you look... um, I Non-clussed. just don't know why
0: I don't know why D Cell's gotta take shots at Tim Hardaway Senior. I will only use this time to congratulate Swin Cash. You've already mentioned her induction. Swin married my buddy Steve Canal, a star at Ford and Basketball and I was there. So uh, a little extra proud of Swin for getting in and Steve having a good weekend. Honoring his wife.
5: If you want to stick up for Tim Whoa. Hardaway Sr., go for it. If you think he's a better player than Manu, go for it. I hadn't had an a... opinion
0: on it. I just didn't think today was there to spoil Tim Hardaway's career after getting into Springfield.
5: Do we have a, a name drop?
3: Drop? I don't know if we do. I just do did because... one, yeah. Yeah, because I really... I mean, I also like how you circled back with Swin. Very, you know, you know, just, you know, I just... Yeah. That's why
0: uh, Swin... The problem but... with the name drop is she and I have never met. I know her husband... Will exchange DMs and texts, but she and I have still never met, so she couldn't care less about me being happy for her. But I am happy for her husband's for for Swin. Yes.
3: Yeah. You um. You can't get those. You're having trouble with those wedding invites. You? Do you? Rage I think at there's weddings? a message
0: here. I think maybe a. <laughs> <you> I, think, <laughs> I think maybe details got me pegged correctly. Maybe I suck. I don't know at this point. <laughs> oh no, man. <laughs> All right. All are you right. like a wed- like a
3: wedding crasher in a bad way? Like you crash and then just you go? Owen Wilson when he was in this dark phase?
0: No, I'm just not anyone's friend. Apparently, no one actually likes me.
5: Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Let's finish up with some tennis here. Yeah, sure. another so question. I mean, 19 year old so are you off tomorrow? Doing a
0: double segment here? What's oh, going on? No,
5: I am here. I you better be here tomorrow too. Uh, 19-year-old Carlos Alcaraz won the U.S. Open yesterday, becoming the youngest world number one in men's tennis history. Buy or sell? It's too early to predict if Carlos Alcaraz will be the next dominant player in men's tennis. Sell. No. Sell. It, mm.
3: I watched every one of his matches, even though I did most of them on, on tape. I, I, he's, he's legit. Bogus, were you able to get some tennis in yesterday?
0: Uh, a little bit. I saw the last three games of the match. So, I mean, it was already decided. He was basically just getting to the finish line. But, I mean, he was still at, like, peak physical condition, even yeah. though he had just played two, three, five centers in a row. I mean, it's unbelievable. And the guys on TV could barely put sentences together to explain how good he is. Um, it is not too early to assume that he is the next great player. He's the next great player.
3: If he stays healthy, it's a huge if. He Ten, 10 grand slams, 15, 25, none of it, none of it would surprise
0: me. Right, double figures, which again is a yes. crazy number because, as we've always said, like the guys who we grew up idolizing, they have like seven or eight. Right. So if you, when you McEnroe get back in row is seven. Right. Yep. When you get to when you get if you get into ten, you're historical.
3: Wasn't Sampras's record unbeatable record twelve?
0: Um, Does that sound right? Yeah, I mean, no, fourteen. I think fourteen. Okay. Right. And like when in defending the doll you know all these French Opens he has eight non French yes. majors and eight what Agassi has what Connors has right. what McEnroe has and he has them without without Paris
3: Clay's the best surface
0: um, Desel do you want to throw in a
3: soccer question because I know you don't like to break early buy or sell soccer Sucker! that was a good question um, all right let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the Monday night football game tonight. It is Russell Wilson versus his former team. We'll get into that after we get a CBS Sports radio update from everybody's friend, including mine, Andrew Bogan.
1: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? (laughs) Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when
2: you switch.
1: Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back
3: into the show. It's Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, great Thursday night football game, which I was at last week to kick us off at the NFL season. Incredible, incredible opening Sunday. The, the bulk of the games. Packers are the big loss. Chiefs of the statement win. Dak Prescott injured Cowboys did not look good. Chargers great game against the Raiders. We haven't talked a lot about the Dolphins, but they handled the Patriots. to look good? He looked good. good. Offense looked fine, looked solid. And tonight's game just keeps the good times rolling. It won't be a great game Dcell, but I am riveted by Russell Wilson going up to Seattle. To play against his former team, even though, and we saw this, you don't, anything can happen. You don't know what can happen. You can get shocked. My expectation is that Denver is going to win this thing going away. They're going to open up the offense to Russell Wilson. He's going to get to throw the ball a bunch of times. Really, in the first time in his career, he's going to be given the keys to the kingdom without exception. That happened for a, a few games, four games a few years ago under Pete Carroll and the Seahawks, and then Russ started to struggle, and they went back to handcuff him a little bit. Being a run-heavy offense, they're going to open it up in Denver. And I I think they're going to be good, man. And I think they're going to beat the Seahawks by three or four touchdowns tonight. I I think they're going to rub their faces in the fact that Russell Wilson's a Bronco now, not a Seahawk.
5: And it's funny. We don't have that same narrative of Russ playing his former team that we had of Baker playing his former team. Very, very different.
3: You know, it's because Baker claps and talks a lot. And Russell Wilson is really boring. Like, strategically Goofball, geeky, nice guy. Oh, I'm, you know, playing. We're going to, football going to happen and I just love
5: everybody. You, That's it. You know, he wants to play well because oh. as we spoke about last week, he did confirm that Seattle did try to trade him back in 2018.
3: By the way, wouldn't be shocked if my Bears were the team that were in the mix. You know how good Chicago could have been with Russell Wilson?
5: Trade uh, everything. Much better than they are right
3: now. I, you know, there's always. Th- the idea of living up to expectations and the pressure of that and the difficulty of that and expectations maybe being ramped up in a way that's not fair. I'll maintain this. I think this is, this is accurate. Russell Wilson is by far the most underrated player in the national football league. The guy has as many rings as Drew Brees, who's obviously retired as Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the great quarterbacks in the history of the sport. I mean, you're talking about his contemporaries, obviously Tom Brady is Tom Brady and he's done Tom Brady things. But in terms of like those guys, and, and Russ a little bit younger, but those guys who were making a play to be the best quarterback in the NFL every year not, not not named Tom Brady, Russell Wilson's up there with those dudes. He should have two rings, obviously screwed that up in that goal line play against the Patriots. But And we never talk about him. We never focus on him. And now that he's on a team that's got some weapons, I know it's a tough division, AFC West is, is loaded with, with four really good teams and four great quarterbacks. But there's a defense now. He's going to have the freedom to throw the football. By all accounts, he's going to have the opportunity to showcase that talent. And it's almost like, it's an. don't you think it's an afterthought? Ty, Tyreek Hill, bigger story. Devontae Adams, bigger story. Aaron Rodgers and sort of his frustration leading to the season, which played out yesterday with his receiving core. Bigger, bigger story. Justin Herbert, bigger story. Tom Brady's marriage. He's about football. Bigger story. I mean, you go down the... Hell, the Patriots decided they don't need an offensive coordinator, which is pretty ridiculous. Bigger story than Russell Wilson going to a new team. I mean, we've seen this before, man. We've seen all-time greats reset their careers. Brady's the recent, most recent example, but go all the way back to Montana when he went to the Chiefs. This is huge. No, there's been talk about it, but not the focus it deserves. And I love the NFL putting under the lights on Monday Night Football.
5: I mean, we're talking more about Lamar Jackson not getting paid than Russell Wilson playing his former team.
3: Russ in Denver, man. I think the Chiefs are going to win the AFC West. I think they're the best team in the NFL. I think they can win 14 or even 15 games. I'm so high on the Chiefs. But if you made me pick a team that was going to win the AFC West who wasn't Kansas City, I I would go Broncos. I know everyone else is going Chargers. Chargers always have expectations and always come up short. There's a culture, too, in Denver. Plug in the right guys. We saw this at Peyton Manning. They can be great. Uh, That's a show. Lots more football talk for you tomorrow. We'll obviously hit this Broncos-Seattle game. We'll do overreactions. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow here on CBS Sports Radio.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.